Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us again this week. I'm so happy you could join us for this episode of the College and Career Podcast. I'm your host, Carson Hall. I'm the College and Career Pastor at Maysville Baptist Church, and I'm so glad you chose to listen in with us. This week, we're going to be diving back into our study of Proverbs. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 2. So if you have your Bible or you have the Bible app up on your phone, please join me in Proverbs chapter 2. So before we get into the text, quick question. When you think of the word pursue, what do you think about? Just ponder on that. Personally, a few things that come to mind for me instantly are the game Trivial Pursuit, for one. Uh, If you've ever watched a movie or a TV show where there are police officers chasing someone, they'll often say something along the lines of, oh, I'm in pursuit, something like that. You always hear the word pursuit typically in some sort of phrase. I'm sure everybody that's listening has heard the term, oh, pursue your dreams, pursue your goals. The actual definition of the word pursuit is follow someone or something in order to catch or attack them. Now, that's via Google. Now, I hope No one that's listening to this is pursuing anyone or anything on a regular basis with the intent on attacking attacking it. But the definition really makes sense with the phrases we looked at. That the word is most commonly used like police pursuing a criminal or an individual, pursuing their personal dreams or goals. That's where we are going to be focusing our attention today. As we look at Proverbs chapter 2, what are you pursuing? If you will join me in our text in Proverbs chapter 2, before we begin our study through this text, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for letting us get together today just via podcast form and let us just study the Word of God, dear dear God. I just pray that you just help open our eyes and minds to everything that you have for us in your Holy Word, God. I just pray that you just clear our minds and hearts that we may be attentive to your Word. In your holy name I pray. Amen. So, join me in verse 1, and what we're going to do, we're going to read through Proverbs chapter 2, and then we're going to break it down from that point. So, join me in verse 1 of Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding... Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of the justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. When wisdom enters your heart, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. 
Understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of righteousness. Walk in the ways of darkness. To walk in ways of darkness, excuse me. Verse 14, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Now, as we read through this text, you will almost certainly notice, in an essence, a cause and effect sense. In what we read here in our text, we see how if you pursue God and seek his wisdom, his knowledge, instead of the things of this world, it will impart itself in you and give you the knowledge to discern the company you keep. We're going to look at that, and that's kind of the brief summary of what we see at first. How it will give you this discernment. And as we see in the latter part of our text, we begin looking at verse 1. This verse here, it starts with the phrase, my son. This calls our attention back to the author of our book, author of this book of Proverbs, who was Solomon. And he is writing this book to his son. We see here in, the, in this verse how, one, how Solomon is calling to his son, saying, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. Looking at this, I want us to really call our attention to the word if. And if you are able to, I challenge you to just go through and you'll have a few if statements in the first four verses. I challenge you to just underline those ifs or bookmark them or highlight them on your phone. In the quick read of this passage, oftentimes you will just breeze on by this two-letter word. But we mustn't do that. This word if is a pivotal point in understanding this passage. It is the conditional clause to this text. Solomon showing that if you do these things, here's what will happen. When we see it is essentially the first domino in the row of the rest of our passage. If the if does not get pushed over, if that action is not taken, then the results we will see in the rest of our passage will not take place. So I challenge you to just underline the ifs here. And we'll reread the passage. I want, we're going to put a little more emphasis on the ifs. And it's, watch how it just transforms. My son, if 
you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure. You see, it kind of comes to life there when you start to put those more oomph, if you will, on these ifs. These are the conditional clauses to the rest of our passage. If you do not do what we see here in verses 1 through 4, the rest of this passage does not come to place. And that is going to be something we're going to harp on later as we walk through this text. We see how if you do these things here is what will happen. When we look at this, we see how if you receive my words, godly guidance and wisdom of a father and treasure my commands within you. When we see this treasure here in this text, it's a sense of to store up or keep. Just like you would some sort of sentimental object, uh, whether that be like a gift from a parent, a grandparent, or a friend. You don't just throw it away. You treasure it. I'm sure we can all think of something or have something even close to us right now that you can think of like that. For reference, I have several of my grandmother's Bibles. I have some gifts from my parents, my brother, very close friends that no matter what, I'm not going to get rid of. And I hold very dearly and cherish them. I treasure them. When we look at this, we see how Solomon is tasking his son and us today through his words to do that. Treasure his words. Store up. Keep this wisdom that Solomon is trying to pass on to his son. Don't just discard it. Treasure it. Make it a part of you. As we continue on to verse 2 of our text, two begins. verse 2 begins with this phrase, so that you incline your ear to wisdom. Here we see this is a vivid picture of imagery in this phrase. In this phrase we're looking at where it says so that you incline, where it says so that you incline. This is one Hebrew word. Now I'm going to try my best not to mess up the pronunciation, but it's pronounced kashab. This word here, this one word that translates so that you incline means to prick up. Or incline your ear. Just like if anybody's ever seen, if you startle a deer or an animal, the first thing you notice is those ears shoot up and they pay close attention to whatever that noise they heard that they were like, oh, that's not right. That's not a squirrel. That's not a bird. That's There's something else going on here. When we look at this, it's calling our attention to the pricking of our ears, paying close attention to wisdom. As we move through our text over the next few verses, these ifs in verses 1 through 4, if you receive my words and treasure my commands, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, 
We see that in verse 3, if you cry out or call out for discernment and understanding. And again, another if statement in verse 4. We see if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure. The her here is Solomon referencing back to that character that we were introduced to in last week's lesson, the character and personification of wisdom, Lady Wisdom. We see that reference here. If you search for wisdom, search for her, for wisdom, as you would silver, and search for wisdom as you would hidden treasure, in the first few verses of this passage, we have our if statements. We have our conditional statements to the rest of this passage. Overall, in summary, what they're saying is if you pursue wisdom, true heavenly wisdom with all of who you are, and pursue God with all of who you are. And we see in verse 5 here, we're introduced to some more statements. So we started with our if statements, and now we move on to then statements. Verse 5 says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of the justice. He preserves the way of his saints. And then another then statement here in verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. We see here, we started with our conditional statements. Our, hey, if you do this. Then we move to the then statements here. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you pursue after the wisdom of God, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. Understand that there is an all-powerful, almighty God that created the heavens and the earth who sent his one and only son to die on a cross for our sins, pay the price that we all owe so that we can have a personal relationship with our heavenly father. By pursuing that wisdom, we will understand how truly sinful we are, how reliant we must be on our God. We must seek him and his wisdom. Not the things of this earth. That means we must seek the Lord and not after the things of this world. We are totally helpless without Jesus. There's nothing we do as humans that will ever get us into heaven. Nothing we do will ever be enough to get us a personal relationship with God. Only through surrendering to Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, and putting our faith and trust in him will get us to heaven by his blood that was shed on the cross at Calvary for our sins. As we saw in chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. True heavenly knowledge begins with salvation. 
and a fear of our Lord through salvation. We find true knowledge as we see in our text. We see this here. We see that if we pursue God and pursue his knowledge, the more he will reveal just how helpless without him we are and push us to desire him more, desire more of him, desire to reflect his son more into this dark world. If you pursue God, and his wisdom, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, as we saw in verse 7 of chapter 1. Moving through our text, we see in our text, in verse 3, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, we see the parallel of that in verse 6. We see how the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. Come knowledge and understanding. And this is again echoed in the New Testament in James chapter 1, verse 5, where James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, Ask of God, who gives liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. If we ask God for wisdom, he will give it to us. We see in verse 7 of Proverbs chapter 2 how the Lord is a shield to those who walk uprightly. God will protect his children, those who walk in his ways and not in the ways of this world. We see the same thing carry over into verse 8, how God guards the paths of justice and preserves his saints. We find again in verse 9, we see another statement referencing the closer we grow to the Lord, the more we pursue the Lord and his wisdom. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, every good path. In verses 10 and 11, we see how when wisdom enters our heart and knowledge is pleasant to our soul, it will impart discretion and understanding upon you to deliver you from the way of evil, to deliver you from the temptation and distraction from worldly men. As we see in verse 12 and through 15 as well. It will deliver you from worldly women, as we see in verse 16 through 20. We look at this and we see how Solomon was writing to his son, showing how the pursuit of the Lord and wisdom of God will give you discretion to deliver you from the company of worldly men and immoral or worldly women. Today, for all readers, men, women, everybody that's listening, it shows how the wisdom that comes from the Lord will give us discretion to deliver us from evil. Worldly company and worldly relationships. When we pursue God in his wisdom in our lives, we are shown how we must surround ourselves with other believers, whether that's a friendship or a relationship. And as we come to the latter part of our passage for today, we see verse 20 end with the conclusive statement. As we've walked through this passage, we've seen how if we pursue the Lord and his wisdom, 
Then he will impart his wisdom unto us, protect us, lead us, guide us. And finally, as we see in verse 20, verse 20 says, So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. When we look at this, we see how if we pursue God, then through the pursuing of God in his knowledge, in his wisdom, God will impart in us. Then God will give us wisdom and sound judgment. He will give us this discretion that will excuse me, that will preserve you understanding that will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, deliver you from those immoral relationships, those immoral friendships, show you how we must draw closer to God and his people, his things, surround ourselves with other Christians that are going to push us closer to him. We see that here. But in this passage, it starts with an if. I ask you today, dear friends, what are you pursuing? Are you pursuing the things of this world? Or are you pursuing the things of God and God? We must pursue him with all we have. We see at the conclusion of this chapter the final outcome for the paths of what you pursue. In verse 21, for the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. In verse 22, but the wicked will be cut off from earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. You see, friends, we must pursue God. We cannot pursue the things of this world. We must pursue Him. We must pursue His knowledge, the knowledge that comes from His Word. I ask you today, and I want you to ask yourself, what are you pursuing? It starts with an if. If you pursue God, then, and finally so. We start with an if, and then, and so. And how beautiful verse 20 is. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of the, uh, of the righteousness. What are you pursuing? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for letting us come together and just read your word and study your word, dear God. God, I pray that you just help us all pursue you with all we are. Help us pursue not the world, but you. Pursue relationships, friendships that are going to push us closer to you. Pursue the reading of your word. Pursue you. God, I pray if anybody here 
is not pursuing you and does not have a relationship with you, dear God. That you just work in their lives, dear God, to make them realize that they need to pursue you and surrender their lives to you, dear God. In your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us today in this episode of the College and Career Podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me at carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. I'd love to answer any questions or concerns. Thank you all so much, and I hope you all have a blessed day.